bitch, I'm dead fresh. I might pull up in a casket. Hey, you be come on, like bro. A fruit basket. Spit a couple raps, I get a check at Johnny Cash. It, I smash bro, it, I let you mom. Remember, guys, don't take us too seriously. We're just some bros being dudes talking sports. Presented by the Wolfpack Productions and the presenting sponsor, the Townsend Bar and Grill, your one-stop shop for great food, great prices, and great times all the time. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Bros Being Dudes Talking Sports. We have an exciting show for you guys today. We're going to touch on everything going on in the college football world certain someone backing out of a game this week not going to name any names <coughs> florida uh we're going to talk about everything going on in the ufc world we have a new fight that's breaking today uh, that'll come in 2021 we're obviously going to talk about the nfl slate for the coming week uh we have our bro vada pick'em challenge and we have a new segment for you guys TBD. Uh, but first, let's just jump into it. Let's touch on the MLB. So we have the Rays going up 3-0 on the Astros. Cheeky, did you see this coming? I didn't, but like the Rays, they got something going. Like, I don't know. Their roster doesn't look good on paper. Um, but they're able, they're able to ball. They got Snail in there throwing good. And they look like they might be the favorites to win the World Series right now. Well, what exactly? Like that's what's crazy. And I talked on it a little bit in uh, this week's or the earlier show this week is like you really the roster doesn't jump off the page to you, but they play good team baseball and they're hot right now. Yeah, that's a good combination. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that they actually, obviously, I think they're going to go to the World Series now because they're not going to blow a three zero lead. Um, but I'd be hard pressed to say. Whoever wins that NLCS isn't going to win it. I think the Rays cool down um, as the calendar changes. Speaking of the NLCS, as we speak right now, the Braves are up two games to nothing, but the Dodgers right now currently are winning 15 to one. So looks like the series is going to, is going to take a turn here. Uh, the Dodgers get on the board tonight. They get a big lead to avoid going down three Oh cheeky. You think that the Dodgers have what it takes to make the comeback in this series? I don't, I think the Braves will come away with the win in this series. Uh, mainly because the Dodgers have shown me time and time again, that they choke in the playoffs and, I think that the, this Brave squad, they got a great bullpen, good pitching staff, and a great offense. They're stacked. Uh, so are the Dodgers, but the Dodgers always choke in the playoffs. Yeah. Give, give me the Braves. Yeah, I, I agree, actually. I think the Braves will bounce back. I think they'll take it in, in six. Um, the Dodgers, obviously, you were expecting an offensive explosion. I wasn't expecting 15 runs of an explosion, but you knew the the Dodgers offense was going to come to town or come to play eventually. Uh, and obviously we see that tonight. So the Dodgers do get on the board, but uh, we're both in agreement. This series is really over. Dude, the Braves lineup one through nine really doesn't have an easy out. I mean, you got Freddie Freeman, who maybe is the best player in all of baseball right now, not to mention Acuna Jr., who is right up there along, among the fresh faces in the MLB rising star. Um, they're just one of those teams, man. It's kind of felt yeah. like that all year. So I think they're not hitters. Nick Markakis so that tells you how good their lineup is. Yeah, that's disgusting. I mean, that's absolutely filthy. Um, but but let's move on. We do have a little bit of breaking news here. So we have LSU and Florida. That game being postponed. I kind of think it's a little bit convenient that it just so comes right after Florida absolutely gets pooped on uh, in <laughs> Aggie Land. You know, I think that's kind of convenient there. I I'm just gonna call that what it is. Like, oh, we have we have COVID. Uh huh. Sure. If you so, would have beat Texas A and M, you wouldn't have had COVID. Yeah. So spins on COVID is. Fortunate, <laughs> huh? COVID is fortunate. Is that what you're saying now? No, I'm saying that Florida actually doesn't have it. Florida clearly doesn't have it, but I don't think LSU is going to beat them no matter what. I think they do. Florida looked bad against Texas A&M. The one thing, of Mizzou though. 
That's fair. LSU is bad as well. That's just a dumpster bowl. People thought both of these teams were going to like – people thought LSU had a chance in the West, and people thought that Florida had a chance in the East, and it turns out they're just both really bad. So that's good. Um, speaking of COVID, it's kind of convenient also that Saban just so happens to have COVID this week when he faces his toughest test, you know, to date. So that, again, that's just real, real convenient. That this <laughs> the biggest conspiracy theorist to ever live. I'm just saying these teams see this built-in excuse. You know, you got a big game coming up. Ah, uh, we might not be so we we might not be prepared for that one. <coughs> COVID, like that's <laughs> right. No, in all seriousness, I do hope that Saban gets better. Uh, it's gonna just make it that much sweeter when the dogs kick the dick off of them this week. But uh, Saban gets better. Hope Florida stays bad. Yes, very much so. I hope that they have to cancel the football program in Florida. That'd be just terrible. I'd hate that. Um, let's touch on some breaking news before we get to the rest of the uh, college football slate. So Conor McGregor uh, verbally agrees to fight uh, Poirier uh, January 23rd. Uh, so that obviously, anytime Conor McGregor announces he's going to be in a fight, that is that bumps to the top of the news cycle. Um, I I am a Connor fanboy. He is my favorite for sure. Uh, so I'm pumped for that. Uh, obviously, it's a little bit of ways away, but figured we'd keep you guys updated on that. But now, since we finally have the King Pessimist back in the building, I'm excited <laughs> to get this one off the table. Cheek, how much does UK lose by at Neyland Stadium this weekend? I think they lose by... I'm going to say it was by about two touchdowns. Maybe 14 points. 14? You, yeah. You're not, I, I was expecting you to maybe like say that like maybe they have what it takes to keep it close, but then I remembered you're just the king pessimist, and you just there's no chance you have any faith in them anymore. I don't have that much faith. I think there's – I could foresee a, I could foresee us maybe keeping that game close for a while. I don't know, but I don't know. I could also see us getting beat by thirty. I don't know what's gonna happen. To be honest with you, I'm just, we haven't won a ten, We haven't won in uh, Knoxville since 1975, I think. So it'll, it's something. It's not gonna be pretty, probably. Yeah. What about you, GTD? I mean, you you've given up on UK this year. You even said in our last show, even though they beat Mississippi State, you thought they looked terrible. So. What do you have on this one? Do you want? Do you have anything you want to add? I, I was really hoping you'd actually skip me here because I'm done talking about UK football. <laughs> That's I, fair. I told you this on the last pod. I don't even want to give my opinion. That's fair. All right, we'll move on. we got a couple other college games we need to get into before we debut our new segment. Um, so first of all, let's jump into this uh, Louisville-Notre uh, Dame game. So Louisville goes to South Bend. Louisville got the doors blown off from last week. I think that continues this week. This Notre Dame team looks pretty tough. Uh, give me Notre Dame to win that one pretty big. Do you guys have anything that you want to throw in on this one? No, not big college football, guys. This is going to be another one of me just rambling. Don even gave a yawn right there, so that's that's good. Uh, then we got UC going to Tulsa. Sneakily, UC looks like a playoff team. Uh, they have a really easy schedule, so give me the Bearcats in that one as well. Uh, then we got Clemson going to Georgia Tech. Um, I, I don't think this game's going to be very close, but the one piece of advice I will give you guys, take the over in this game and then take the overs over. See if you can buy it up to 100. This game might end 65-60. This game is going to be an offensive explosion. Uh, the over in this is definitely the play. So give me Clemson to win and give me the over to hit in the first quarter. Um, then we have, honestly, the game of the week, and that's not even just me being biased. We touched on it a little bit earlier. Georgia going to Bryant-Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa. Um, the Homer pick says that Georgia wins this game. The skeptic in me says that Georgia's going to find a way to lose because that's what they always do when they play Bama. So tentatively, give me the dog's defense, but I will give you a full breakdown on Leather Weather, Wolfpack Productions' premier college football pick show hosted by yours truly. Uh, come listen to me, give bad gambling takes. If you fade me, you will make money. Where you cannot fade me and make money is that I said that Zach Wilson, quarterback at BYU, is going to be a Heisman favorite this year. 100% is going to be a Heisman finalist. This man is on 
pace to shatter records in the group of five. Uh, he's putting up power five numbers in group of five play. Uh, the man is absolute freak. They go BYU goes to Houston on Friday night. If you cannot do one other thing for me this season, watch BYU play. This team is for real. They have a chance to make the playoff because obviously in the group of five, the schedule is favorable and you have maybe the best college football player in the country outside of Trevor Lawrence. Watch Zach Wilson. I promise you won't regret it. The man is going to be a household name on Sundays. He is a freak. Um, but let's move on. So now you guys unmute your mics. Okay. Let's I was wondering if you're just going to keep rambling about it. No, I don't see how you guys don't like college football. Like that's crazy. I like not the SEC football, not football guys. Not football. I like guys. The SEC football. The rest of it's kind of trash. Well, that's fair. Um, it's time to debut a new segment, and I'm excited for this one. I honestly came up with this segment in my head just because I had one guy in mind. I had to get some stuff off my chest. So now it is time for our new segment. Fuck that guy. <laughs> that guy can suck my dick and lick my balls. Fuck that guy. Fuck. That Where guy. we take the opportunity to get something off of our chest about someone in the sports world that has just done us wrong. That's just pushed our buttons and pushed us the wrong way. So, GTD, I'll start with you. Who is your nominee this week? Yeah, this one was pretty easy. Uh, when I was watching the rare Tuesday night football game the other night, you know, we seen – Josh Norman absolutely gets sent to the moon by the stiff arm from Derrick Henry. (laughs) And I have have absolutely hated Josh Norman for his entire career. I cannot stand this man. So nothing made me happier than to watch that. And uh, I I want the picture put in the video if you're watching on YouTube. I want you to see this picture of him. It it looks like he's literally laying flat on a table. Him and and Derrick Henry are perpendicular from one another. So I I loved it. Um, I'll put the video in that way you guys can hear the audio too. So that's right here. Boom. Yeah. Man against Derrick Henry, you better go low. Do not stand up with that man and let him just throw you out of the club. Man, I mean, dating back to Carolina, I I just couldn't stand what I thought was the punk in Josh Norman. So to see him absolutely get bullied by Derrick Henry, I was I was flattered to see that. So yeah, that that will be my uh that will be my finalist for the for the new uh, segment here in the I'm gonna censor this. So beep, that guy, that's the new uh that's the new uh segment. What a nerd! The what are we doing? Candidate. What a nerd! All right, whatever. Way to go, GTD. Way to make it family friendly, idiot. Uh, Cheeky Chains, what do we got for your nominee this week? My nominee is a man who is 38 years old, is a man who has many, many children, Donald and, is Trump. A man who, and, and is a man <laughs> who, for some reason, thinks he can still play in the NFL on Sundays. His name is Philip Rivers. I've, I'm tired of seeing him throw costly picks, make, make costly mistakes, throw a pick six against the Browns. Had a ground and go for a safety. This man is trash. I, I said from the start, he should not have been signed by Ballard. Been saying that ever since it was a rumor. Would have rather had Cam. Would have rather had uh, Jameis Winston even. I would have rather had any any other human almost. This man is bad. Would you rather he have should, Shelby Valley's all-time leading passer, Donovan Definitely. Lee? Definitely. Would you? Oh, man. <laughs> I'd look um, better in a uniform. That's that's for sure. I. Uh, yeah, you probably, probably move better in skill too, Don. But I would uh, hope so. If I did, yeah. you might as well just cart me off because my legs do not work at that point. <laughs> yeah, but Phil is not worth the money he's being paid. He should be on the bench. He's probably going to cost the Colts a lot of games this year. So fuck that guy. There you go. There we go. Mine is going to be kind of ironic because I'm sitting here in a Cam Newton hat and a Pats jersey. But something came over my phone today that absolutely sent me to the ether and made me think up this segment. I got an alert today that said Aaron Boone said that the gap between the Yankees and the World Series winning team is going to be razor thin. What? Then why aren't we still playing Aaron? <laughs> I'll tell you why. You, you're the reason we're not playing because you can't manage a bullpen just like I can't manage my calorie intake. Like, 
brother, you're horrible. I hope that terrible things happen to you. Like, you were absolutely a bad managerial hire. I said that at the moment that we signed you. I am absolutely tilted based on what this man said. And literally, Hal Steinbrenner came out and responded. He said, we weren't even close to what our end goal was. So for that, Aaron Boone, this segment is thought up just for you, buddy. Fuck that guy. That guy being you. I'm looking right in the camera. You see this? Fuck you, Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone does suck bad. Thank you, Cheek. I don't need your input on this one. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was ugly. I didn't mean to get sassy with you. But that was our new yeah, segment. That's going to be a weekly thing on our Pick'em uh, show. We didn't have any segments yet on this one, so figured we'd throw one in. I, I like it. I like how that went. That was a pretty good one. I like it, boys. Um, so now all the boring stuff is out of the way. Let's jump in to the best part of everyone's week. And that's going to the Townsend Bar and Grill for church service. Buddy, when I walk in, I see all the TVs on. I see them prepping the bar, getting ready for the big day. I'm just like, oh, I'm home. Yeah, I am hear, ready. They hear Ian Crookshanks come to town, so they're getting everything polished up for the man <laughs> no, himself. I'm telling you, dude, this past week was a blessing. We had a great live show up there. It's going to be every single Sunday. We're going to put on a live show for you guys before the games. Just a quick rundown of all the games again. Any breaking news that you need to know. Maybe some fantasy tips. Uh, but, man, I just, I'm just i already looking forward to the wings, the six-for-nine hootie buckets. Dude, hootie delights. Unreal. Six-for-nine game day buckets. We got great wings, great fried pickles. Boys, there's no better place to be than the Townsend Bar and Grill. Thursday night, we got trivia night. Friday night, you can come watch MLB playoffs. Saturday, we got live music, great food. Come watch all the college football with us. And then Sunday morning, the creme de la creme, the piece de la resistance. Come to church service. It is beautiful. Dude, my French accent's ridiculous. We gotta, we gotta touch on that. Like that's just, that's sexy. Gross. It is sexy. I'm telling you, I'm a modern Renaissance man. What can I say? <laughs> you look like one, dude. You know why this hat's on? Supposed to tip it like it's, it's, a... it's not a cowboy hat. It don't matter. It's a Patriots hat, baby. Hey, uh, it. But yeah, guys, whatever. Shut up. So make sure you come down to the Townsend Bar and Grill. It is located on the corner of Pleasant Valley and Oak Brook Road. The Townsend Bar and Grill where the good times are all the time. Now, speaking of the Pats and my Cam Newton hat, Cam Newton's back, baby. He's on schedule to start this week. I am pumped. I've went two weeks without Pats football. I'm ready to get into it, dude. My juices are flowing. I got some blood moving. Ooh. <laughs> I am upset that there's no I am upset there's no Thursday night game this week, but there's two great college football games on Thursday and another one on Friday. So this is the last day without football for a whole week. I'm so excited. But all right, let's jump into this NFL slate. So first, obviously, let's jump into the, the first one o'clock game. We got the Broncos going to Foxborough to face the Pats, who have been on a little two-week break. Um Drew Locke still out, presumably. On the flip side, Cam Newton back in. Uh, Stephon Gilmore rumored to be ready to play as well. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start us off here. I think the Pats win this one going away. I don't know how much more of a breakdown this needs. Yeah, I, I ain't going to waste my time. ain't going to waste the listeners' time. Uh, Pats will win this one pretty easily, pretty handedly. So, I agree. Pats win big. There we go. Simple, simple and easy, just the way we like it. Uh, let's move out. AFC South matchup that kind of has a little bit of intrigue now, right? Texans look like a different team. They go into Nashville, who look like an absolute wagon against the Bills last night in that Tuesday night matchup. Um, Cheeky Chains, what do you got on this one? Are you still are you afraid of the Titans or you think the Texans get it done? I still like the Titans here. Uh, the Titans have looked really good. Uh, and Tannehill's out here balling on people. This yeah. man is, has shown that he can still play like he, he was last year. The Titans look really good. They got a really good defense. Uh, they got A.J. Brown back now, who who did very well last night. Uh, Houston, I still think, have, has a lot of question marks. 
and they did look a lot better, but give me the Titans in this one. What you got, GTD? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Cheek. And, I, and one reason why I'm very confident in this one is I saw a team come into a Tuesday night football game, you know, an unorthodox night to play in a professional game on. And they had two practices in two weeks, two actual practices with the team. The rest were Zoom calls. And, you know, everyone was thinking, you know, they're, they're – they're two practices in, in two weeks. They're coming in tonight, playing against an undefeated Bills team that's looked great. Um, and they absolutely mollywhopped them. And for them to be able to do that uh, with the circumstances that they had the last week or two um, just proved to me that this team is legit. So give me the Tennessee Titans over the Houston Texans this week. Your mic's muted, Bubby. Good call. <laughs> I said, normally, I would agree with you, but uh, I'm going to fade both of you. I'm going to take the Texans, and the reason being, I saw a new team. You lose Bill O'Brien. The team actually looks unified now. Um, I also think that last night was a lot to do with the fact that the Titans were rested and the Bills were coming off of an emotional win the week prior. Um I really do think uh, that the Texans are a new team. Uh, give me the Texans to win this one close. Um, a field goal seems about right. Um, I, I think this is going to be a really close game. I really think the Texans are a new team after losing Bill O'Brien. Now this one, this is where things get interesting, especially among our friend group. So we have the Bengals going to Lucas Oil Stadium to take on the Indianapolis Colts. We see it at GTD's background for those of you watching. Boys, you two are Colts fans. GTD, I'll let you start it off. What do we got I'll, for this one? I'll, I'll make this one short and sweet for you. If the Indianapolis Colts lose to the Cincinnati Bengals in Lucas Oil Stadium this week, console the season, I'm done. Facts. <laughs> That's just a fact. All righty. I definitely think that the Colts win, but... It wouldn't surprise me if the Bengals pull an upset. Wouldn't surprise me at all. What what Colts team is going to show up? We saw this past week, they were the Colts from week one. We thought that that team was buried. It was not. So now that same bad team makes another appearance. Like, this Colts team has a very high ceiling. Obviously, I picked them to go to the AFC Championship. I'm, I was even maybe higher on them than you guys were. But... Teams that have multiple identities like this tend to go 8-8. Eight and eight. So that scares me. Give me the Colts to win, but don't be surprised if the Bengals at least keep this close, if not pull the upset. Um, now moving on to two really struggling teams. I don't know even which way to go on this one because both of these teams have played just way below what they should. You have the Falcons freshly firing Dan Quinn going to Minnesota to play the Vikings, who are 1-4 and four, coming off an emotional loss in Seattle. Cheeky Chains, what do you have on the battle of the defeateds? I think the Vikings will bounce back and get a victory here. Even though they did lose to Seattle, they played well. They probably should have won that game. Uh, I think they're much improved of since like week two when they played the Colts. They didn't look good at all. They're playing much better now. They're finally getting uh, Justin Jefferson involved in that passing game. Uh, give me the give me the Vikings to win this one against the uh, against the uh, Falcons with a new coach. Yeah, yeah. I I I seen a complete different Vikings team against the Seahawks. Um, they looked like they had finally found their rhythm. And I think that's one thing, especially we see a lot of the time teams that do struggle to start the year, then they then they do find that rhythm and they start to get hot through, you know, the mid middle of the season, week eight through like week twelve. Um, I know we're not quite to week eight yet; we're we're slowly approaching it. But I do think that the Vikings have have kind of gained their footing a little bit, and I think they're going to take this one this week. I had, everything in my brain is telling me that the Vikings win this game, but everything in my brain was telling me that the Jags were going to beat the Texans freshly firing uh, Bill O'Brien. Obviously, the Texans blew the doors off the Jags. I think that that's going to happen here, too. You're going to see a loaded roster 
kind of catch fire now that Dan Quinn's gone, they're going to be like, oh, crap. We were playing for this guy. Now he's gone. Maybe we're playing for our jobs now, too. I think that the Falcons not only win, I think they win going away. I think they blow out the Vikings. Mm -hmm. I think the Vikings are still going to be hung up on that uh, emotional loss. I mean, really, they they cost themselves a game. You could make an argument that they should be two and three right now, still fighting for that division. I think there's going to be a little bit of a hangover from last Sunday, um, and the Falcons are going to be motivated um, now with – a new interim head coach. So yeah, give me the Falcons. Finally, Arthur Blank made a good choice. One thing to consider in this game too is that Dalvin is likely out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which we've seen Alexander Madison play very well. So yeah, I, yeah, I'm really not that concerned with Dalvin Cook being out. To be yeah. honest, Cook, Cook being out really doesn't have a, a fact. Doesn't make a factor in, in my pick. I think that the drop off between Cook and Madison is is very small. Um. Now, I mean, this is we went from one game where we had 0 and 5 and 1 and 4, and the very next game 1 and 4, 0 and 5, like two very bad games back to back. We have the the football team going to the Meadowlands in New York to face the football Giants. Let's keep this short and sweet. Just give me your pick, then we'll move on. GTD, who you got? Um, we talked about the story on the last podcast about how we, you know, how we love seeing Alex Smith finally getting back in there. Uh, announced today that Alex Smith would be your starter this week. Um, and I think it's going to be a success story. I think this is one of them things where he kind of comes out. He's he's hungry. He gets his first start of the season. And the man didn't think he was ever going to even suit up in a football uniform again. So um, I'm going to take the Washington football team actually this week over the Giants. Well, I don't hate to pick your call, Cheeky. Well, who you got on this one? Uh, I'm taking the Giants in this one. Uh, Washington, since that, since that week one victory against the Eagles, they have not seemed like the same team. Uh, they've had the quarterback carousel going around. Alex Smith is – I don't know what to think of him anymore. hes I don't think he'll be the same player he was pre-injury, obviously. Uh, I think the Giants finally get something going here and win, and win this game at, at home in the Meadowlands. Dang it, Cheek. I'm on the same page, actually. I think the Giants win this game. I think that they looked really good in the loss uh, to the Cowboys. Obviously, me and Don had the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Uh, So for them to play the Cowboys that closely, um, I think, speaks volumes of the corner that this Giants team has turned under Joe Judge. I think that he's got them rolling now. Um, You really like what Freeman brought to the table on offense. And you got... um, Slayton and um, not Shepard, Golden Tate and Ingram finally making waves on offense. I really like this Giants team. Um, I think that they win this one. I don't want to say handedly, but I don't know if it's necessarily going to be close. Uh, Speaking of a game that will not be close, we have the Ravens going to CenturyLink Field in Philadelphia. This game is going to be an absolute blowout. We have... Uh, the Eagles sitting at one and three, absolutely horrible. Carson Wentz is trash. Uh, give me the Ravens to win this game. Huge GTD. What you got? Yeah, no, no breakdown necessary for this one. I believe. I think Lamar Jackson. He's kind of he's kind of been off of his rhythm here lately. I think he finally finds it again against the Philadelphia Eagles, and I think the Ravens win big here. Yeah, the Eagles. I think the Ravens. I also think the Ravens will win big. Yeah, I don't. I mean, are we getting to the point where you think Peterson's going to be coaching for his job? It's definitely looking like a possibility. Um, I'm bad enough, yeah. Yeah, I like Peterson. I, I always have. Um, but it's to the point. I also like Carson Wentz. I love Carson Wentz, and it's to the point now to where I'm questioning. You know, what is Carson Wentz anymore? So uh, I think the same may be with Peterson in that front office. Yeah, I, I think that, that he's definitely going to be coaching for his job moving forward. I mean, you're that closely removed from a Super Bowl. Obviously, you've had some injuries to the offensive line. That's kind of screwed you. The offense hasn't been looking great. You're an offensive guy. I think the time is ticking. Philly fans are ruthless. I think that it's going to be be some problems in, in Philly. Trouble in paradise coming soon. Um, now we got actually kind of an uh, – 
underrated game this week, maybe the game of the week. You got the Browns going to Pittsburgh and Heinz Field, four and one versus four and zero. I wouldn't have guessed that either of these teams have that record through five weeks. Um, GTD, you you're the the resident Steelers believer here. Who wins and why? Uh, give me the Steelers, and another reason being is I'll say it every time I pick them that defense. Um, that defense, I think, is especially with a hobbled Baker. Uh, we seen last week where he had the rib shot. He had his uh, X-rays and MRIs done. He he admitted he's sore. He said, but he looks to play this week. I think that Steelers front is going to absolutely make him pay for it this week. If if you know he tries to even move out of that pocket, I think they're just going to put so much pressure on this team. They're going to play really solid defense. And then on the flip side, I think Ben Roethlisberger has you know plenty of weapons offensively to actually put the ball in the end zone pretty often this game. So give me the Pittsburgh Steelers over the Cleveland Browns. There you go. Cheeky chains. What do you got here? Also have the Steelers here. I think that like Don, I think that Baker will be the difference here. Baker's hurt. Uh, He threw a lot of risky passes against the Colts. He got away with a lot of them. Uh, He got away with a pick at one point, a wide open pick. I don't think he'll get so lucky against this uh, Steelers defense. So I think is one of the the best in the league. Uh, give me the Steelers in a close one, I think. So I thought that the, the Colts were going to blow the Browns out. I still think that they're pretenders, but I do think that their offense has the capability to test this Steelers defense like they haven't been tested yet. So you can't really stack the box on them, right? Because you have Odell and Landry on the outside and Austin Hooper finally coming into his own uh, in the free agent signing. We thought he was going to be having some success finally. Um, And then you can't really play man against them because you have Kareem Hunt, even without Chubb, you still have a great rushing attack. Um, Baker's obviously the the weak spot in this offense, so look for the Steelers to pressure him. I definitely am going to take the Steelers. That's the safe pick, but something's telling me the Browns might have what it takes to test this defense. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a high-scoring game. I would maybe take the over in this game. I don't know what it said. I'd I'd say it's probably 54-and-a-half. Um, I'd say that's probably about right. I I wouldn't be surprised if that goes over. But, yeah, give me the Steelers um, in a shootout. Um, moving on it, this one is not going to be a shootout. We got the bears going to Carolina to face the surprise Panthers. We talked about it earlier this week. We, the Panthers are the surprise team this year. Um, I really think this is going to be a defensive bout. Um, I look for Mike Davis and David Montgomery, both starting running backs to have huge weeks. Um, any offensive production from either of these teams is going to come on the ground. Um, give me the bears in a very, very close game. Yeah. Uh, this one was honestly probably the hardest pick of the week for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to side with the bears here. One, because they showed me, you know, they fought through little adversity on Thursday night to get over the bucks. I mean, everyone, you know, I, you, you poll 10,000 people, uh, 9,999 of them is going to say they're better than the Carolina Panthers probably. So, um, I think that combined, and the one reason I'm going to take them, to be honest with you, because it was a toss-up in my mind, they have Khalil Mack. So I'm going to take the best player on both of these teams, and that's what's going to decide my pick this week. So giving the Chicago Bears over the Carolina Panthers. I'm actually going to go with Carolina this week as well. Uh, I did not like the way the Bears played last week. I know they won the game, but they didn't impress me still. Uh, Foles is he had at times he looked decent the last game. The main difference in this game in my mind is I like Teddy more than I like Foles right now. And uh, Teddy had a very good game last game. Granted, it was against the Falcons, but I, but I, but I like the way he's playing. I think it'll be a it's a toss up. I think it'll be a close game, but I'm favoring the Panthers in this one. Yeah, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater right now is playing better than Brady, Breeze, all these huge names. I mean, I think we, we kind of touched on this on last show, so I, I feel bad we keep repeating ourselves. 
honestly might be comeback player of the year, like might lock it up already. Obviously he was a backup last year. So I guess not technically a comeback player, but no one thought he'd be able to be a starting quarterback again. And here he is just putting up video game numbers. So I'm really happy for him. Just thought I'd mention that one more time. Um, now we got the battle of the defeated cats. I mean, both of these teams are garbage to say the least. I mean, that's really putting it lightly. Um, you got the lions going to Jacksonville. Honestly, both of these coaches are probably fighting for their jobs. Um, not a ton of talent really for either team. Um, the lions will definitely have a lot more talent than the Jags do in my opinion. Uh, so give me the lions to win this game. It's really getting to the point. So we talked about Peterson. I think Marone's going to be coaching for his job as well. His time is definitely dwindling down. The one thing that gives me pause about that take is I think that the front office in Jacksonville knows that they are in a rebuild. So maybe he's got a little bit of a longer leash than Peterson, but Nonetheless, uh, give me the Lions to win this game. Cheeky Chains, what do you got? I'm, I'm going to take the Jags here. Uh, I don't know why, really. <laughs> I just got a feeling. This is a game between two very bad teams. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I have, to, I have a feeling the Jags are going to win it. I think Minju is going to have one of his better games he's had in, in, since the Colts game. Yeah, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna side with Ian on this one, and for the reason that you literally said to start it off with was they have more talent, and uh, I could see this game getting into a shootout. And I know it sounds weird me saying that with the Jags, but we have seen the potential the Jags have with that offense, even though we at one time thought that they might not score a hundred points on the year. So. Uh, Give me the lines just because if it does come to a shootout, I think the offensive weapons they have will will trump what the Jays can offer. Yeah. Um, this next game, we really don't need to talk about this one much. Um, the one thing we do need to talk about, Le'Veon Bell, it was announced today, is released. Um, so we're all taking the Dolphins, right? Yes, yes, yeah. Dolphins. Yeah, okay. Yes. Okay, so the one thing we need to talk about instead – where does Le'Veon Bell end up? Because there are a couple teams being floated around right now. Rumor has it he followed Patrick Mahomes on Twitter. He's been linked there. Um, obviously, whenever there's a free agent like this that you can get at a, ven a veteran discount, people bring up the Pats. I don't think that makes a lot of sense, but it's going to be brought up because it's Belichick and they think that he'll take any deal. Um, I, I honestly have no idea where he lands. Like there's a couple teams that make sense, but I don't think there's any like sure fire boom. That's where he's going. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot of teams that actually make sense here. Um, too many to, to be exact, actually in my head's kind of spinning when I think about this scenario Uh we heard Le'Veon say he wants to go somewhere where his skills would be utilized correctly, and he wants to go somewhere that actually has a legitimate shot to contend. Um, I think one thing that sticks out in my mind big here is Matt Nagy's offense. And with a 4-1 and one Chicago Bears team, I think Matt, Matt Nagy will actually have some sort of plan to bring him in place and actually utilize him to the best of their abilities because he is – basically Tariq Cohen and David Montgomery in one back. And I think he gives that, you know, that presence of, oh, well, we don't have to trot him off the field on third down and we can leave him in there on first and second. Like the defense isn't going to expect, expect run or pass depending on which back is in the game at that point. Yeah. Um, so I do think Chicago makes the most sense here. I can see him going to the Pats. Um, a lot of people saying Kansas City, man, I just don't see it. I don't see Kansas City really making that big of a play for him here. So I'm going to say Chicago, but there are many other suitors I think that could work. Cheeky, do you, you think he uh, ends up anywhere? My favorite place for him to go would be the Rams. Uh, the Rams have obviously had that uh, had the weird thing going on with their backs this year. They're playing Daryl Henderson, Cam Akers, and Malcolm Brown. They're pretty much three-way splitting them. Uh, it's it's a weird situation. I think bringing in, bringing in a guy like Bill would help them out a lot, especially in that dynamic offense of uh, Sean M M McVay. Uh, yeah, I, I think the Rams would be a good fit. I don't know if they can afford him. They don't have any cap, but it's just an idea that I like. 
Yeah, no, no cap in in LA. Absolutely no cap. Um, I I don't know. I I definitely like what Don was saying about Chicago. That definitely makes a lot of sense. Kind of underrated. Correct me if I'm wrong. I didn't I didn't fact check this before the show, but I'm almost positive he is from the Chicago area. I'm pretty sure that's why he chose to go to Michigan State was because he was right there, kind of in their pipeline. So. Tentatively, I think he is from Chicago, so that would be another interesting storyline there. Um, the one thing I'll, I'll touch on it just because people like to throw around the rumor no matter what. Um, if he does go to New England, I think it gives them an opportunity to where they can make him the bell horse or the bell cow, like make him the workhorse, and then put James White and Sexy Rexy in the slot and that like deepens your wide receiving core. Cause right now you got Jacoby Myers and bird as your uh, third and fourth options uh, receiving. Like that's not great. So it, it wouldn't surprise me just because bill will always take a veteran discount. Um, I just don't see it happening. Uh, I wouldn't hate it, but, you know, again, I'm, I don't really see it. Outside of that, people have been tossing around Tampa. Like, no, what? Absolutely. There's no chance. No. no. There's no chance. The other team that I think you could see make a play is the Eagles, right? Like, really? I don't even see that. Who's there that he's not better than? Because he's better than Miles Sanders, right? And they I have Miles Sanders. Sanders oh, yeah. Miles Sanders is better than good at this very I, moment. I, I, think so, I don't think so. I don't think so. That's wild. I'm a fan of Miles Sanders. Le'Veon's only three years removed from being the best back in all of football. And he's been with the Jets. He took three years off. is a long time, dude. Okay, but he's been with the, he took a year off and then he's been with Adam Gase who doesn't know how to correctly use anybody so like I don't know I don't think it's necessarily close but I guess the argument is there to be had anywhere else that we really think that we could see him going I mean not really right somebody, somebody said Miami earlier and like that's something that maybe I could see I could see that. I could see New York making a play for him, like the the Giants. Obviously, not the Jets. They just released them, like with Saquon being out. They got Devontae now. Yeah, okay, I don't know. Like, I think it all comes down, like Devontae. When, when you think about it, though, I think it just all comes down to this man's wanting to play for a contending team. Like they don't have to be a superstar team by no means, but they need to be in the race. You know what I mean? So, Dude, what if what if he goes to Seattle and becomes a one-two punch with Carson? Wow, no, I would like that. And that's what I'm saying. There's so many possibilities here. So, well, I think the one of the main reasons is like, name a team that doesn't have a good running back that's in contention. You can't really. I mean, the that's Rams. Why I the Rams. Rams. I think Chicago is like. That's why I think Chicago is just the best spot I can think in my mind. Underrated. I mean, technically, this team still has a chance to contend this year, and that's the football team because he's definitely better than Gibson, who's the best, who's the starting running back there right now. So I don't know. Uh, I really have no idea. We'll obviously keep you guys updated on where he ends up. Um, two teams that don't need a running back. The Bucks might need a quarterback. Uh, the Packers go to Tampa Bay. The the Bucks coming off a, a, an embarrassing loss. Four? Four? Uh, I Four? wish he was in a patch uniform when he done it. I swear to God, I, I don't. Time. I would have lost my mind. Um, <laughs> the Bucks coming off an emotional loss against the Bears. Uh, really should have won that game. They choked it away. Uh, the Packers are playing great team football right now. Great in all three phases. I'll keep this short and sweet. Give me the Packers big. <laughs> I also agree. Packers big. Uh, they're getting Adams back this week. He's going to torch that secondary probably. Yeah, give me the pack. Yeah, and I'm I'm not going to go big into it. I, I think Green Bay wins this one too. And I know it's only a one point, you know, line when you when you go to look at the betting betting Holy side of it. Crap. But yeah, um, give me Green Bay in this one. I was wondering because when I when I was on Bovada earlier. Um, it said that the line for this game was suspended. I was wondering why that was. One point, dude. Yeah. One point. That's crazy. That 
Wow. All right. A true pick them for the freaking Packers and the Bucks. That's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. But anyway, this is why they need to start bringing in flex games early. Like, after week one, you should be able to flex games out of prime time because this being a prime time game is ridiculous. The Rams at four and one go to Levi Stadium in San Francisco. Um, again, the 49ers, maybe the most unlucky team injury wise in the league. Give me the Rams to win this one huge. GTD, you think the 49ers woes continue? Yeah, I do. We talked about it last pod. I. I'm out on the Niners. Like, I know they've been riddled with injuries and whatnot, and their starting quarterback came back and looked like an actual turd laying on the field. But, <laughs> like, I, I just don't see things looking up for them. And I think the Rams have been playing good football. So, to me, this is a no-brainer. Give me the Rams to win this to win this one. Yeah, I agree. Rams, of uh, the Niners got absolutely destroyed in every aspect of the game by the Dolphins last week. It's not a good sign. Give me the Rams. Easy. Yeah. This is a game that really should. Well, I, I need to give my pick. I'm an idiot. Give me the Rams to win this one uh, uh, as well. <laughs> Surprise! I, I, thought, <laughs> I thought I thought the 49ers would have a Super Bowl hangover coming into the year. A lot of it has to do with injuries, but you see what's going on there. Make it to the Super Bowl, and then your team falls apart the next year. Not the first time it's happened. Definitely won't be the last time it's happened. Um, the Chiefs coming off their first loss of the year go to. Orchard Park in Buffalo, New York, really Buffalo, Canada, if we're being honest. Um, both of these teams coming off losses where they didn't look particularly good. You know, the Chiefs lost a close one, but they scored a garbage time touchdown to make it look a little bit closer. And the Bills, they just got the doors blown off them from the beginning. They got absolutely boat raced by the Titans last night. Um, give me the Chiefs strictly because the Bills are coming off of a short week. Um, one more day of preparation for Andy Reid. Uh, actually, two more days of preparation. Um, yeah, I I think the Chiefs win this one going away. Short week for the Bills. Never good. Um, Cheeky Chains, what you got? I've got the Chiefs as well. I think they'll bounce back after that. What was honestly a tough loss for them losing of uh, to the Raiders. Uh, yeah, I think they bounce back and they play well. I still do like the Bills, but. I think Kansas City will come out and play very well this week. Yeah, I I think both teams are actually just going to be pissed off at the last showing they both had. Um, so in that, I think this game's actually going to be a really good one. Um, but in all these toss-up games that I think that that's what it's going to be in toss-up games, I tend to side with the with the team that has the better coach and the better quarterback, and not to mention the better talent all around the field. So uh, I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs in this one just because I think they are going to be hungry and want to get back on track. Not to say the Bills aren't going to be hungry, but I think someone's going to be a little hungrier than you. So, yeah, give me the Chiefs. Uh, Let me preface what I said with, with one more thing, okay? Trey White being out last week for the Bills against the Titans, or I guess last night, um you could tell it made a huge difference. Like that Bill's defense is not the same. Um, If he's back, I do think it has the makings of a close game. If he's out, Tyree kill might go for a million yards and and McCole Hardman. I might bet. I might hammer the house on uh, McCole Hardman. Anytime touchdown because his speed to get behind this bill secondary uh, is going to be just ridiculous. Like I, I think that's almost a lock. Uh, Now the last Monday night game, honestly, I love having double Monday night games. That's something that they need to just do constantly. I think that needs to stick around. I I bet if you ask all the players, if you got rid of Thursday Thursday. night football, they would do double Monday night. I guarantee that would poll unanimously. I bet that that's a unanimous yes. Yes. 100%. Yeah, I bet so too. They need to do that. That needs to be a thing. I'm loving the double Monday night. I wouldn't game. even mind the Tuesday night. Like, take even if you really want to keep a off night. I mean, Thursday, eliminating Thursday and adding Tuesday. Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Yeah, 
Yeah. And then make them and then make the stipulation like then the next week you play on Monday. Yeah, you have to. And then yeah. you go to Sunday. Yeah, that'd be great. I would love that. That'd be beautiful. Um, so the last game, we have the Cardinals going to Jerry World. Dude, hold on. Pause. Backtrack. That Chiefs and Bills game on Monday night starts at five o'clock. Yep. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Dude, that I'm so excited. That's why I would like that. Like you said, the double hitter I think would be amazing for Monday night, oh all the time. Gosh. Dude, as soon as I get off work on Monday, I'm going yep. right to town. Be this game, like I got two Monday night games I get to watch up there. I'm, um, I'm sorry. I saw. I just saw that that was at five and had to backtrack to that. That's that's. <laughs> lovely. Um. So anyway, the Cardinals go to Jerry World, uh, to face the now. Red Rocket uh, led Cowboys. Um, here's the one thing that I want to touch on about this game. I'm going to keep this really short and sweet, honestly. I think this is going to be a blowout. Pretty sure the Cowboys are giving up like an average of 35 points a game. Pretty sure that the Cardinals have like the third or fourth ranked offense in the league. They're averaging just under 30. Dude, the Cardinals might put up a million points against the Cowboys. So short, sweet, give me the Cardinals and hammer the over. I have a feeling I'm going to be a lone wolf on this one because I am going to take the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh. And this comes down to, like Cheek said earlier with the Jags, I don't know why. I just got a feeling. <laughs> And that feeling is Andy Dalton. I don't know what it is, dude, but that throw he made last week up the right sideline to basically give him a chance to keep the field goal to secure the win. It's got me pumped about the Red Rocket, and I think somehow this defense kind of finds a little bit of a way to contain this offense, not not shut them down, contain them. And I'm going to say that Andy Dalton gets over the hump here and actually beats the Cardinals. Don's feeling the red rocket, not the first or the last time that battle happened. <laughs> I put myself in a bad predicament there. I, I understand that one. That was tough. That was tough. Honestly, I think the cards are only the two-point favorites in this game. Uh, I, I think the cards will win. I think their offense is too good, and Dallas' defense is too bad. I think the Hopkins and all those guys will have a big day. But I am interested to see how the Red Rocket plays in his first start with, with the Cowboys. Um, I kind of hope it, it isn't good because, you know, for the season, what if Andy Andy Dalton's going to get put in there and they're just going to shove Dak to the side? What if Andy comes out and dominates? Then Eden will be right. I don't know if I I don't know if I can handle that. I'm always <laughs> right. I'm always right. When ha what haven't you learned? I'm always right. As soon as Dak got hurt and I saw that they put Andy Dalton in, I knew I had to spin it. I was like, I didn't say how he'd come in. I just said that <laughs> Bro, absolutely dumpstered you guys with that take. What? Just crown me. Like, I hope he throws four pick? picks against the cards. As long as he throws eight touchdowns, doesn't matter. Double positives, all that matters, right? <laughs> so Cheek talked about that line. Let's go ahead and segue that right into our Brovada Pick'em challenge tasty card this week on my end i don't know about you guys i'm pumped i'm pumped to let you guys know honestly we are all coming off of great weeks last week great weeks gtd with the first and honestly probably the only five and oh in the pick'em challenge that we've had or probably will ever have so gtd you're riding a heater go ahead and start us off give us your four save your lock as always <sighs> I don't know what I want my lock to be just because I don't know what Cheat's going to make his lock. He tends to steal my lock every week. <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and pick one, though, and I'll give you my other four. I'm going to take the Rams at minus three this week. Um, Then, just like I said a while ago, give me Dallas plus one and a half. I'm putting it on my card. That's how confident I am, actually, in that. Wow. Point. Wow. <laughs> so, okay. give me Dallas plus one and a half. Then we go to Baltimore. I'm going to take the Ravens minus seven and a half. I think that's a no-brainer. You're a dummy if it ain't on your card. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to take the Steelers minus three against the Brownies. I know everyone's riding high with the Browns right now. I'm going to stay riding high with my preseason pick to win the Super Bowl and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Give me the Steelers minus three. 
There we go. I honestly don't hate your card. Uh, we're alike on some things, but uh, yeah, you'll see. Cheeky Chains, let's hear your card, brother. Uh, my card, I got uh, Pats minus 10 against Denver. I've got Ravens minus 7.5 against the Eagles. I've got Giants minus 3 against Washington. I really think the Giants will win pretty handily. And I've got Titans minus three against Houston. I think Titans are a much better squad, and they will prove that. Jake, I swear to God, I didn't hear you say my lock on your card. So if it is your lock, I will flip. I will flip a table. I think you're. <laughs> you better. You better start flipping. It's gonna be. I know it. So <laughs> he did have one on his card that I'm kind of pissed about because I didn't think there was a chance that anyone was taking this except for me. I was like, ooh. Nice. Uh, but you'll see what that is in a second. So for my card, I also have the Ravens at minus seven and a half. I think that's pretty pretty unanimous uh, of a good pick right there. Then I have the Pats at minus nine and a half. I got it at a different line uh, than Cheeky, so I, I guess I'll take that half point. That's fine. <laughs> uh, Pats minus nine and a half. Maybe that, that half a point comes into play. I don't know. We'll see. Um, then I have the Bears at plus two. I'm huge on Nick Foles. I picked them to go to the NFC Championship game before the season. I think they win this game outright. So give me the points. is just a little bit of a hedge. Um, then for my last pick before the lock, everything about this game, my brain was telling me to go the other way. My brain was telling me this is one of the easiest bets of your life. You have to hammer this. And for that reason, I'm going to fade my brain. Give me the <laughs> Jets. Give me the Jets at plus nine and a half. Oh, my God. I think <laughs> it makes, I think it's one of the biggest dummy picks of all time to take the Dolphins coming off a huge win against the 49ers. <clears throat> I think that's an absolutely easy pick, and the easy picks never hit. So for hey, that yeah. reason, give me the Jets at plus nine and a I half. Have, I have a prediction. You want to hear it? Yeah. I have a feeling on Tuesday when we, you know, the next episode comes out and the Your Stupid segment comes, I think, I'm, I'm really thinking that's what I'm going to be calling you stupid for. <laughs> I'm not going to say one way or the other. I'm just saying my brain. So if I'm, if, if I'm wrong, my brain was right. So like I hedged myself there. No matter what, I was right. My pick might've been wrong, but my, my brain was right. And that's maybe even the better sign. But now it is time that turns the men into boys because you we are always wrong and we cry about it. It is time for lock it up. So lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Cheeky chains, Mr. Lock Stealer. It's not Mr. Steal Your Girl. It's I know it's my lock. Mr. Steal Your he's Lock. Got he's got my lock. Yeah. I definitely have your lock of. This one instantly jumped out at me when I when I looked at the lines. Packers minus one against the Bucks. Yeah, there he goes. I knew. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I mean, that's just an easy pick. I'm I mean, done with you, Jake. The, I the way done. the Packers have been playing. The oh, way the no, have been playing. You're not allowed on the show anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> Cheek has. There's not been one Pick'em show that we've done that Cheek hasn't made. <laughs> Someone's I mean, look here, look here. But, uh, it ain't gonna show it to you. But at, the, at the top of the screen, in big bold letters, Green Bay minus one. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's just easy. Like, I look at that, and that's the one that stands out. <laughs> so yeah, that's an easy pick. <laughs> GTD, are you changing? Or are you gonna ride with? I'm Cheek changing. I'm changing. I refuse to have the same luck. So give me the Green Bay Packers <laughs> on my regular card at minus one. I am changing my lock to the Pittsburgh Steelers minus three against the Brownies this week. Yeah, I don't hate that one. Um, I think that's going to be a close game. But, yeah, Steelers minus field goal is not not terrible at all. My lock is for sure going to be surprising. It would be way more surprising if Cheeky Chains didn't have it on his regular card. I was very upset about that. I thought I was going to surprise everybody. But my lock is going to be the New York football Giants. Minus two and a half against the formerly R-words, now the football team. I think that the Giants showed something on the offensive side of the football against the Cowboys. They're going to keep that momentum going. You got Danny Dimes coming into his own, looking like a true franchise quarterback. I love this play. This is kind of the opposite of that Jets pick. Everything... 
my brain was telling me I did the opposite. I couldn't fade my brain on this one because I was loving what it was telling me. I was just Ian, loving it. Ian is betting on two New York football teams. I was just <laughs> yes. want people to know that. <laughs> Maybe my two most hated teams too, honestly. But you know what I like? I like money. I like making money. So you hopefully like – yeah, well, well, it depends that. on how much money you're going to put on this game. You might need to pack your bags and head on down to Pike County because old Bub's got an extra bed near you. <laughs> I'm going to stay up at the Townsend Barn Grill before I get down there. <laughs> they only have so much wing and, wings and beer, Ian. Like, it, it ain't endless supply. Well, buddy, let me tell you, if I've not found the end of that reservoir yet, it's not there. It's just it's just it's getting <laughs> refilled and refilled and refilled. Speaking of the Townsend Bar and Grill, guys, make sure you head up there this weekend. As you listen, we have trivia tonight at the Townsend Bar and Grill this Thursday. Uh, we have Friends-themed trivia uh, for 20 questions, and then the next 20 questions are going to be big hair metal band. So uh, late 70s through uh, early 90s metal, uh, big hair bands like uh, Guns N' Roses, Poison, Van Halen. Uh, so that'll be a great show uh, or a great time for you guys. Uh, and then Saturday night, we got UFC fight night. We got live music. We got great college football. And then again, the Pista La Resistance church service come on up there uh we got six for nine buckets uh great wings great fried pickles dude the chicken tenders to die for uh make sure you guys head down there and tell them that the wolf pack sent you uh, that is located at the corner of oak brook road and uh pleasant valley um yeah tell them that the wolf pack sent you we we appreciate that but uh that wraps us up guys you guys have anything else you want to touch on no sir yeah i uh I'm just ready for the weekend, man. Honestly, I really need it. I need some good sport. Tonight being the only night without football is great, but, uh, dude, I'm, I'm ready for the weekend. How about you? Yes, very Definitely. ready. No, there's nothing like a Sunday. I can done tell you that. Saturdays are great. Saturdays are the beer drinking days, the get with your buddies days, like have a great time. Sundays is where I find my inner peace. So until Philip Rivers throws a pick six up the <laughs> right sideline to put us out of the game, basically, then I kind of get a little red. But yes, <laughs> I do upset. look forward to some days. Then you're pissed. Well, I'll tell you what. While I still have you guys, let's check and see what this uh, what this Dodgers game is. Fifteen to one. It still is fifteen to one. Oh, but the Astros are showing some life. They win one to nothing in the bottom of, the, or they're winning one to nothing in the bottom of the third. So, who knows? Maybe they come back and make that a series. It honestly, it would be funny if they reverse swept them. That just so the Yankees no longer have that juju. Like that would be great. I would love for that to happen. But. uh we're just rambling on now to ramble on, so let's cut this. Let's let's finish up. We appreciate you guys listening. Uh, we obviously appreciate Townsend for, for being the presenting sponsor. Make sure you guys head up there. Um, shirts, the order is being placed on Saturday. I'm so excited for you guys to see these shirts. I think they're going to be a huge hit. Um, I'll tweet out pictures and, and put them on, on Facebook and everything on Instagram for you guys to see. Um, we have hats in the works. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what I want on the hats. Um, and then we're going to have logo stickers available as well. Um, as far as the giveaway goes, uh, we are going to be tweeting a link to that coming up soon. I know I've been promising this forever. Just been trying to, some, to iron out some things as far as how we can do the giveaway. Um, so we've got that all ironed out. That's going to be coming in, in the coming days. So, uh, no, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you like, share, uh, and uh, subscribe. All right, all right. Uh, and we will catch you guys next time. Now listen. Peace. Peace. This is clear. You dig? This is, uh, this is history. For real, nigga. Yo, yo. Yo. Yo, yo, now check me out, listen Why everybody change on me? Well, I remain the same That's why I'm bringing major pain Like motherfucking Damon Wayans And now you chickens is toast This ain't Raising Cane's It's clear we wasn't raised the same Rappers lame with fame I'm known to kill a whack rapper Like a bad hobby I smash hotties and stash bodies Then cop little boats Like that's Yachty And that's probably Why I'm so fly that I crash lobbies Then after we slap dotties I'm a rap fanatic Who rap fantastic Without the platinum status Why I'm blasting maddest Cause most of these cats is average 
average, uh. I swear to God that I never lied or avoided fact. A terrible hairstylist, I'm destroying tracks. I don't bust guns, but my niggas deploy the strap and bring out a fucking 4-5 like Michael Jordan's back. I wanna give these niggas hell if heaven will grant. The best thing from PG since Kevin Durant. My name is, my name is, yeah. Oh yeah, YBN shit. Found that my name. I said, I tell them what my name is. Nigga, better know the name. Yeah, YBN shit. Better know my name. See, a nigga was skipping class, damn, I'd rather attempt a rap set, the fuck it, I'm missing that, and when I blow, go tick for tack, I'm a boss on my ditty shit, my flow is too hideous, dropped out of school, senior year, a true idiot, you see, I wear designer bags, I don't carry minor cash, I'm trying to find a stack, biggest black China's ass, all you whack rhymers, trash climbers, that's kinda sad, in the pathfinder, but my path couldn't find my dad, now my soul didn't, pulled up in a ghost tenant, in a drive-by, with niggas shooting shit like Cole Bennett, you hoes finish in this rap Shit, a cold menace, but I'm blowing gold liquid. Damn, I'm so vicious. Uh, my name is Corday, but don't forget the YBN. I used to get high with friends off grandmama's Vicodins and mix it with a Percocet. Damn, that really worked this wet. My verse is just perfect. Yeah, fuck it, go and search the net. My name is, my name is, you niggas be the lame man. YBN shit, my name, you niggas know the name. Nigga flow is lame, nigga. Man, these niggas whack as fuck in this music shit, bro. Like, what the fuck? You niggas suck like shit, bro. Like, damn, you niggas fucking suck, man.